Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Greg Keeley, who suffered a near-death experience after being run over by a Navy frigate in the Antarctic Ocean and then experienced a second NDE later that night due to hypothermia. Greg, thank you so much for being my guest, and welcome. It's an absolute pleasure, Jeff. How would you like to start? Well, let's just start on the day that your NDE happened and go from there. Fantastic. So I'll I'll set a bit of a scene, and then I'll go into the situation and, 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 and everything so people can follow it. Um, I was a Navy clearance diver, an Australian Navy clearance diver, similar to a Navy SEAL um, and a demolitions expert. And and what we were doing, we were down in the Antarctic Ocean, which is south of Australia, right down the bottom of the world. We were uh, boarding illegal vessels in that area. And so what we did is we... We went down there. It was massive seas. It was that was seventeen meter sea. So what give you some idea is one minute you'd see the ship and then it'd be disappeared because it was just going up and down through the swell. So it was very very big. And around two a.m. in the morning, and this was back in the late nineteen nineties, um, uh, we got the call to hands to boarding stations, and we all rushed rushed around, got ready, and what we would do is we would. We were wearing a massive snowsuit. I had on um, uh, some goggles. I had weapons. I had a sledgehammer on my back to bust in doors. I had a backpack with three days rations. Um, and and what the way we rigged it up was, and you may, may have seen, is when military board a ship, they usually go by helicopter and they throw out a big, thick, fat rope and they slide down from the helicopter to the ship. So the powers to be thought this would be a great idea to get us into a boat that would be towed alongside the ship and then we would go alongside and um, and capture the boat. But this rope acted as, as a very fast way to go from the top of the ship down to the boat without having to climb down the ladder in these massive seas, okay? So here we are, it's 2 a.m. They lower a boat. It's called a rigid inflatable. It takes about... Uh, 15 people in it alongside the ship that comes alongside and they hook onto a rope that's being towed alongside the ship and it pulls the boat up alongside the ship nice and snugly and then the first lot of guys jump down through the rope you cannot stop as I mentioned you basically slide all the way down onto the boat then they unhook their shackle that's pulling them alongside and they come to the back of the ship and wait Now, I was the first one down on this second boat. So my boat comes along, hooks up to the shackle, gives me the thumbs up, and I'm looking down probably about 30-odd feet, three flights or three uh, levels of a building, looking down into the the ship that's being, you know, with with the swell and the seas. 
And so I jump out off the rope and you slide down and you spiral down. So as I'm spiraling down, as luck would have it, the ship gets hit by a massive wave on the side. It pushes the boat out from the ship that was being towed alongside and the shackle snaps. So I'm sliding down the boat and I go straight into the water. So we're in the Antarctic Ocean, 2 a.m., massive seas, and the ship's doing about 10 knots, which is about 10 miles per hour. And I'm in the water. So I'm going on to this rope, getting towed along with my snowsuit, the boots, the jacket, the weapons, the, 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 the sledgehammer and everything. And it was very, very difficult to hold on. So I remember looking up and seeing this massive grey wall of the ship. And, and then I've looked over my left shoulder and the boat that shackles snapped it's gone backwards and so the guy's given it some throttle and pulled up just right next to me as I'm getting towed along the ship. Does that make sense? Yes. And so I'm looking up and there's a bowman there, a guy hanging over the front, and he's saying, hang on, let go of the rope and hang on to our boat. And I said, oh, that's, that's a good idea. So I've, I've jumped over and hung on to his side of the boat, but the mistake being made was he was still powered forward and I was getting sucked under the the boat, the rigid inflatable. It's about 20 odd foot and it's um it's got a it's got a like a uh, fiberglass hull. Anyway, he's trying to pull me up and it's just not going to work. So I remember my fingers prying loose and at this moment everything was sort of slowing down a lot. Um because my my entire mind went into um uh, run run by adrenaline and the world sort of slowed down. And I remember looking at my fingers letting go and his face there and and he's saying, hang on, hang on, mate. And I, I, I couldn't. My hand, fingers were just, were just too much weight. So I've gone under the water. And as I've gone under the water, I just remember it's so cold. It was, it was actually so cold that when the waves were hitting the ship, the, the, the water would immediately uh, freeze up. And so it sort of it looked like it was snowing upwards. There was just this sleet going upwards. And so as I went in, I sucked up this lot of, lot of water and it was it just shocked me. And I popped back up and he was I couldn't see him anymore. All I remember is this massive grey wall as the ship was going past me. And I what was going through my mind is, is I, I, I've got to get away from this ship because all of a sudden I've looked down my left again and I've seen the back of the ship with the propellers that were going like, they rotate on a big Navy frigate, they rotate from the outside in. And I saw this foaming water behind as I was getting, the ship was going past me and I kept getting sucked in. I was pushing myself out. And I've come up against, I've come up to the, uh, the foaming water and I've got sucked under the ship. And it was just instant blackness. Um, the panic that was going through me was just absolutely fight, you know, fight, flight or freeze, panic. And, and I went through all of those on this night or on this morning. And I'm thrashing out as, as I can in the blackness, sucking in a lot of water into my lungs. And my, my right foot's hit something solid. So it must have been the hull. And I've pushed with all my might. And I felt this freedom instead of being sucked in and, and being churned around like, like you're getting smashed around in a wave. And all of a sudden I've popped up 
the top of on the top of on the surface and I, I it was a bit of a shock and I've looked around and I've seen the back of the ship sailing off and leaving me in the Antarctic Ocean and I felt this relief that oh I didn't get chopped up right <laughs> because that was something that was going through my mind anyway that was a relief and then this second stage came on where hang on a sec I have to try and stay afloat here. So I was wearing what they call a uh, special forces life jacket, but it was all torn up and I couldn't find the toggle to release it and blow up. So here I am in this Antarctic ocean with all this gear on trying to fight to stay above the water. Now we had communications on in our ears like this. And I remember hearing the guys saying, um, cause I heard man overboard, man overboard, and I heard the guys yelling to at each other saying, oh, I can see him, I can see him. How they saw me, I don't know, in these massive seas at 2 a.m. So I've started turning around on the water and I've seen the first boat. Remember I said the first lot of guys went into the boat, it sat behind the ship. They've seen me and they've said, we'll get him. And I thought, oh, great. So I've looked up and I've seen them coming towards me but the swell was so huge. They were sort of surfing sideways down the wave and they ran straight over me, which hit the helmet. I, I had this, this little plastic helmet on, pushed me under the water. And again, I started sucking in a lot of water in this blackness. Then I struggled back up to the surface, <coughs> coughing and splattering all this water. And uh, the boat's gone. I hear on the other comms, my boat, the one that I was supposed to go into, they've come back and they've said, that's okay, we've got it. So I've turned around again and there they are, same thing, surfing sideways down this, down this wave and ran straight over me again and I went under so again. So I struggled back up to the surface. This whole event took around between seven or eight minutes. So they've gone, left me, and I remember trying to stay afloat, trying to stay afloat, and I started sinking and sinking. and. And I try, I'm trying not to confuse everyone too much, but what happened is then the first boat came back to pick me up and it was full of the guys in the boat and they started circling me. I'm this dot in this water and they're circling me and they're coming closer and they're, they're saying, try and stay above the surface. And I'm trying, I'm trying, but all these events, my, and the coldness, my joints started freezing up and I was feeling very, 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 very hard to stay above the surface. Anyway, I started going down and struggling and I was sucking in a lot of water. And then I remembered I just, I, I, I just couldn't get back up. It was almost as if there was a light on the top of the water, but I couldn't get above that water to see that light. It might, it might have been the moon or something, I don't know. But um, I, I kept, I, I was like I was struggling to get up and the panic, the panic that was going through me was, so intense to fight through this um and um i'm just flashing back as i'm saying i was as I'm, as I'm reliving this um trying to stay above that water and 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 i just couldn't get there and all of a sudden it was almost as if this warm blanket was thrown over me and I, because I, I, I remembered my eyeballs were freezing because of the water and my lungs were freezing as I was sucking in the water. But then all of a sudden, everything went quite warm. And uh, oh, thinking back to this, I'm getting a bit emotional. So I remember 
starting just just letting go of that struggle to get above the water and actually embracing this calmness that was coming over me and um at that time if i think back to that at that time it was i felt like over my eyes was a warmness because i remember my eyeballs felt like they were freezing it was like a thick black liquid just being coming over my eyes and just going everything was just going black and i saw my arms and i just started and blackness all around me and then i just sort of succumbed to to this blackness over my eyes and i felt as if there was just nothingness i felt this blackness and then all of a sudden my body just didn't exist like i felt i was just um nowhere i was in this this blackness this transition and it's as if start time just stood still so everything was slowing down through all the panic and then it went into just nothing and it wasn't until a long time after, and I can say this now, that I started feeling a lot of, uh, I couldn't say people around me. I started feeling as if there was, there was, I wasn't alone. There was presence there. And, but there was more than one presence. There was a lot, there was like a line of, of entities. And I, if I, if I, let's call them people, but, it wasn't from people from this world. So I didn't know them. Um, I felt that I knew them. I felt a connection. I felt this intense love, like so much love. And, um, sorry. And, uh, but I, I couldn't connect it with anything in this world. Like it wasn't my, my, my wife, my kids, my family. Well, I didn't have kids at that time, but my, my parents or anything like that, it was, it was this 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 smiling this this happiness around me, but everything was still black. But my body didn't exist. It was quite hard to explain. And and then all of a sudden, as if everything got fast and up, like you fast forward. I'm in the boat. I'm in the boat of the guys that um, that were in the first boat. And what they'd actually done is they jumped over <laughs> over their boat, formed a chain, a human chain that held hands and legs. And they were thrashing around in the blackness. And as I was going down, one of them caught the back of my backpack. I don't know how this happened. This is a story they told me. And they all pulled me back into the boat. So there I am in the boat, sort of misunderstanding what's happening because I was just in a place that was just so loving and, and calm. I didn't see any lights or anything, but I felt presences. And I could actually probably visualize some silhouettes there um but there was no it was all blackness and then all of a sudden here i am and there's everyone looking down at me and saying he's okay he's okay they're, they're calling back to the ship and and i've gone back into um uh, my normal uh military mode and said well what are you coughing up a lot of a lot of water what happened? What happened? Like, what, why? Let's go on board this ship because that's what, that's what we were trained to do. Mm-hmm. And they're going, What? And I'm saying, Yeah, come on, let's go. And I've, I've got my weapon and I'm sitting there, you know, ready, ready to go. And they're calling back to the ship and saying, uh, Yeah, he wants to keep going with the mission. Let's go and get this ship. And they said, No, 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 no. Let's bring him back. 
and so they my boat then came alongside the other little boat i jumped into that now i need to point out that when you're in extreme cold water or weather what tends to happen is where we're talking about hypothermia is our body temperature our core temperature leaves all our extremities feet hands head comes down around to your your um, vital organs to keep them alive so what you should be doing is either lying flat or in a fetal position to keep that um, warmth around your body because if you're moving around it rushes back out to your extremities as you're moving them and you go into shock heart attack usually quite instant death at that moment my mind wasn't thinking straight and I was going yeah come on let's go and uh and I don't know how but I obviously it didn't happen to me um I remember getting winched up the side of the ship then uh coming over over the side and there's all these people there all these officers I was a um I think I was a leading seaman at the time, and um, and I was I was very confused. And they said you have to come with us. So we went into the wardroom, which they'd set up as an emergency station, and um, and they started ripping off all my clothes. And so they they stripped me down naked, um, and it was very cold. Let me just <laughs> reiterate that. And they've laid me down and put over this plastic blanket on top of me and. And, and they started pumping through this warm air, body temperature air. Now, my body temperature was around 33 to 34 degrees, which should be bordering on death, unbeknownst to me that, you know, that wasn't a concern. So it should be 37. So they've laid me down, the blanket's there. And um, actually, no, sorry, no, they didn't lie me down. They stripped me naked. And what happened is I just blacked out. And so what I was told is I just collapsed. Then they put the blanket over me, started pumping the warm air into warm air, warm air around my body, slowly letting the the blood start coming back to normal, the, the temperature. So as I collapsed, I instantly went back to where I was in that blackness, and um, and it was like. And it was like old friends again, and the love was so intense. And 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 I found that there was that this line, this line of people, and I found it. I felt everything was feeling. There wasn't seeing. I felt that there was um, excitement, energy. That pe- these these people were excited that I was coming back. You know. Um, my body didn't exist again. I was just in this blackness and I felt as if there was a lot, they were leading, come with us, come with us now. And I actually heard, not a, it wasn't a voice, but it was a feeling, come with us now, everything's okay. And then as I, I was happy, I felt happy myself as well that, and there was no flashbacks of family or life flashing in front of me or anything. It was just this transition into nothingness. And they were guiding me to somewhere. And I didn't know where that somewhere was. I didn't care. I just felt this intense love and this, this, 
yeah, all around me, uh, but it wasn't as if I was a mass. I didn't feel like a body. I just felt love, happiness, and and a reunion sort of um, feeling, but I didn't know who they were. Well, I did know who they were, but I couldn't put a, a name to them or anything in this life. I know mean, it sounds a bit strange. And then, so as I saying, come with us, and, and there was this excitement and happiness. I felt I, there was out, out of this fog and out of the darkness, I heard this other voice. <sighs> it was the most beautiful voice. And it was saying, sorry, it was saying, come back here, come back to me. It's all okay. You can come back now. And it was everywhere. It was a woman's voice and it was soft. It was soothing. It was very, it was so much love there. And so I felt love on one side that was everywhere around me. But then this other love from this voice, it was just her voice. It was so beautiful. And, um, I had no, I had no, um, sorry, I had no control over which way I was going. It wasn't as if I chose or I made the choice to go there. I was just in the free, I felt freedom and I just felt happy that like a puppy, you know, okay, I'm going this way with all these, this love and these people, these silhouettes and everything. And then there was this other one. I said, okay, you know, I was just going with the flow. I, it was, it had nothing to do with me. It had no choice. I had no choices. It just, um, I felt this voice and I felt this, um, my body was sort of coming into this now uh, because I felt as, um, like a patting, like a patting. You know, if I was a, a pet and you were patted, I felt this 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 generating love of pulling me towards that patting, and I just heard the voice over and over. It's okay, darling. You can come back now. And um, oh, I've told this story so many times. I haven't been so emotional. I think I'm. Uh, anyway, I I remember coming back out of the blackness. Uh, not opening my eyes, but feeling a different blackness. So it was like that thick thickness, the freedom, and then there was a, a different blackness, almost as if I've just had my eyes closed and I could hear everything around me. And I felt this beautiful, warm stroking of the inside and outside of my hand, my right hand. And the voice, the same voice saying, it's okay, darling, you can come back. It's, it's, it's Everything's okay now, you know. Uh, you've done nothing wrong and she was very reassuring and I came back and it was almost coming back from the blackness into zip, there I was again I've opened my eyes and there's this beautiful female officer middle-aged lady that was like a nurse with a mask just stroking my hand and I was just she was like an angel you know I came back and then um, everything just sort of went on as normal they were rushing around and there was making reports this is his temperature and all that and I've come back into the room and it's as if that transition never happened 
because I was confused. Why is all this happening? What's going on? And I was asking her, what's going on? And she said, that's okay. You went overboard. You had an incident. We're just bringing your body temperature back. She started explaining it. And I was a bit confused about it all. And I went, oh, okay. All right. And then after, I think, four or five hours, they, my body temperature was fine. I said I was okay. And I went back down into my uh, my bunk. And the ship was going up and down. And strap, you had to strap yourself in because of the, the, the swell smashing you around. And it was going through my mind, what the hell just happened? Like, what was all that? And it was, oh, I don't know. It's as if it didn't happen. And then, so we went on. The next, about six hours later, they found another ship. We bought a helicopter and we go and we do the same thing. We jump out of the helicopter and we went and did the job. And it was as if it was just a story. It was just an event and it didn't really happen to me and I could talk about it and it was all okay. Keely, you're an idiot. You went, out, you went swimming in the fishes and, you know, all the jokes and everything that came around it. And so I remember going back home and uh, this, this took quite a lot, a lot of months. We were away and I said to my wife, I have to have, we have to have kids because I nearly died. And I told her the situation, uh, the incident. And, um, and I said, I need to, we, I need to have children. I can't leave this earth without having some sort of contribution to it. And then um, other things happened. I left the military. I went and I joined the police force. Um, I was, I went through a lot of, I saw a lot of trauma there, but I wasn't actually involved in it. But what I've started feeling from that time is that every time I would go to an event or an incident as, as a police officer, that was a major event, a major murder or stabbing or, you know, assault, the same, everything would slow down and I could, um, it's as if everything slowed down and I could really pinpoint exactly colours, what people looked like and everything. So I could give fantastic um, reports because I all of a sudden was in control of everything around me rather than just what I was seeing in life. I, I was picking up a lot of senses um, and normal life would slow down so I could just visualise it and, and make records, which was quite strange. And I haven't really thought about that until a couple of weeks ago when I wrote this, this near-death experience down. And then about 12 years later, I was took my, my family into a car park where, you know, an underground car park, I was driving the car and we went into the darkness of the car park and for goodness sake, all of a sudden, my eyes started going through that same feeling, the, the blackness coming over my eyes and I was drifting off into nothingness and I was reliving the same experience that happened 12 years before out of nowhere and, and, and I had the panic, the panic attack overtook me and I couldn't cope and I started sweating. I, I, I had the, the, so the, the, when it happened, I had the fight mode and then all of a sudden I had this flight mode. I got out of the car, I left the car and I could, I had to get out and see the, the light, the sunlight outside. And then this got worse and worse and worse worse and worse and then it got to the stage where my family we would just walk to the shops together the kids were quite young um you know well they were 12 and and six or something and then and, and i would get to the uh, woolies or a coles which is our um you know walmart and and if i went into the shop and i couldn't see an exit 
I would collapse on the floor and start panicking again and freaking out. And here I was this, this ex-military um, trained, you know, person and police officer taking control of situations. And all of a sudden I was the situation. It was extremely embarrassing. I lost uh, all my strength. I just couldn't cope. And then it got to the stage where massive self-doubt, anxiety, huge depression of I can't get out there. I can't leave the house because these panic attacks would happen. And I was, it was uncontrollable. But every time I would relive that going to that in between the transition, just such small things. And the kids would say, oh, dad's having another episode. And just the fact of them saying that just hurt so much, you know. Um, anyway, I went through years. I went and saw psychologists and psychiatrists, and I have nothing against them, but they're just talking about it over and over that everyone seemed more interested in what I was saying rather than fixing what was going up here. And, um, and then I... Um, a friend of mine who I helped many years before, uh, he said, how is everything going, Greg? How's your headspace? And I said, look, it's, it's really not good. He said, I want you to try something. It's a holistic therapy. It's hypnotherapy, but it's it's not hypnotherapy. It's it's the next level up. And I said, look, mate, I laughed. And I said, I'm not going to stand on a stage and cluck like a chicken or anything like that. He goes, no, 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 mate, just, just please just go and do this and just, just speak to this guy. And I went and spoke to him and... And within two to three sessions, it all stopped. The fuel that was driving me to go into this 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 uh, this transition again stopped. And I found that after this, after about our third or fourth session, um, he said to me, "Okay, so how do you feel?" And I said, um, "Look, I feel." I feel really good. I feel like this stuff just doesn't bother me anymore. And he said, well, off you go. Let's go down to the car park. So we start walking down the stairs to the car park. And um, as we're walking down the stairs to the car park, what starts happening? I don't feel as if there's any fuel there, like, like emotions coming up, but my body starts shaking. I start going through the same the same habits that I'd been built, been doing for many, many years. We go through the door in the car park and I am, a, I'm in a massive panic again, like I always have been for a split second, everything heightened and then it stopped. And I looked around he was there, and I said, it's just a dark car park. And he said, it's just a dark car park, isn't it? You're not dying, man. And I said, no, no, I'm, it's just a car. And I'm crying and tears. This is just massive relief. And he goes, go right over in the corner there. So I walk over the corner. I'm saying, it's just a car park. Anyway, we did quite a few other sessions, which pulled out all these different emotions that I'd trapped to my past, which we do as humans, our unconscious. We live in state, different states of consciousness. And so I studied as much as I could and now, and I thought I have to do this to help other people that are trapped in these um, emotions from their past. And so 
I started researching it. I learned all about quantum theory, quantum physics, how the universe exists, our different states of consciousness, our unconscious, our superconscious, our higher self. And so I studied as much as that as I could and I started my own business. And so now that's all I do. I, I, it doesn't have to be a near-death experience. It has to be people that we understand that through our lives when we, are, when we, when we come across these let's call them events. And it could be an event so simple. Like I have, I have some clients that, um, is it okay for me to go into this sort of avenue of my chat? Sure. Um, I have some clients that haven't experienced a major traumatic event in their life and have always been encouraged by their parents, but they turn to excessive alcoholism or, or marijuana use to try and numb their reality and it could be so simple as dad was never home because he was off working hard, doing what he thought was right for the family, but they have massive abandonment rejection issues. So going back to that, so it could be something so simple, but people are trapped in these unconscious emotions from their past. So understanding what I went through when I was being triggered and 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 lost control of my my functions because I was reliving the moment. It was simply an unconscious emotion that I've attached to that event. And once I went back and I was able to release that at an unconscious level, it no longer existed in the present. So my NDE the blessing behind it was the fact that I now can help other people get through serious incidents from their past, but also small things like self-confidence, um, anxiety, self-doubt, help them release all that because it's the same thing that it might not be a near-death experience, but to them it's a traumatic experience at the time they happened when they were a defenseless child between the ages of conception and seven years old, yeah. So I hope that my story sort of um, can relate to some people and then let them know that there is a method or there is other methods out there for them to overcome the pain that they might be going through because of their near-death experience or because of a traumatic experience. It's just, it's there for them. They might resonate with something. It might not be with what I did or what I do now, but there's something out there for them. So not to lose hope because all it is, is the simple understanding that an unconscious emotion has been attached to that event in the past. So, um, so yeah, so that's my purpose now, you know, my whole purpose is to try and help people overcome those traumatic emotions that they've attached to those events and that's obviously the reason why I had to go through mine. Greg, thank you for sharing your experience with us. If I take you back to the beginning, when you first encountered a whole bunch of beings in line, yes. you felt yes. like you knew them. Do you think that they were ancestors, people in your soul group, spirit guides, or angels? I, I felt as if they were from somewhere. Uh, uh, um, understanding now what I do about about quantum theory that there's so many different um, uh, galaxies around us, hundreds of thousands of galaxies around our galaxy that uh, 
Mm-hmm. And, 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 and now I can relate it to it and go, oh, okay. It was as if I was living diff, different lives somewhere else and they were part of that through ancestry. So it wasn't in this life and it wasn't related to great grandparents or anything like that. It was from somewhere totally different. Mm. And I didn't know that until I started studying all this and understanding. So that's how I made that connection. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. yeah. it, it was as if, but there was as if there was a lot of them. And if I had to guess, I'm talking maybe 14 or 15, 14 or 15 energies, like, um, but not from my life. It sounds like to me that there are people that you knew when you lived a different life on a different planet. Yes, that's that's a better way of saying it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and and it makes me feel at peace knowing that I'm here to achieve the best I can for a reason. As we all are, we're here for a reason. Um and whatever's happened in our past has led us to now so we can start creating something for that purpose and that reason because there's so much more out there and I feel more at peace about that rather than fearing death or um, fearing life. If I, <clears throat> if I see everything that's negative as simply a challenge or negative energy, mm-hmm. I can overcome it. Because whatever reason I have outside of this life, I need to understand it better. Does that? Yeah. So I think you spot on there. Felt like they were from somewhere else. Do you think that you have reincarnated many times to earth or this is your first time? No, many, many times. I feel as if, it's funny, people say time flies, time flies. I feel as if when I was there and I was crossing over to that, uh, the blackness or the nothing. It wasn't sort of, uh, it's hard to describe, but it felt like time didn't exist. It felt as if maybe myself, maybe all of us are billions and billions of years old and we are experiencing all these different things and we're connected with that bigger picture, whether you call it God, universe, whatever you want. Um, so, yeah, I think I've been here many times before, but, and, and I do past life regression with clients. Some of them might go back generations and generations, but some might go elsewhere as well to different galaxies and things. So if, if we were from clients that I help now, and if I think about my own experience, if I wanted to focus on something on this planet, maybe uh, before this life, another life, I'd be able to go there through my unconscious because it attaches emotions to everything. But for me, it didn't happen because I went to that bigger event straight away. Um, but you've given me thought for process and maybe we can start experimenting with some of that stuff and, and, and for myself and finding out where I've been. So quite often I will do past life regression with a client you know, and they're not all kings and queens. They're, yeah. you know, slaves, slaves in a in a village or or living off the land or whatever. And it's it, it does start making a lot of sense to me now 
that, yeah, I think I definitely believe reincarnation is there for me to experience new things and take them with me. The beautiful woman's voice that you heard, who do you think that was? If I think about it now, that woman was that the lady trying to bring me back mm. that was holding my hand. But the other ones that were happy, and it wasn't talking, it wasn't voices, but it, if I could describe it as voices saying, they were, there was such excitement and saying it's, yeah, come with us now. That was these other 14, 13, 14, 15 entities that were there. They, it wasn't on a speech level. Mm -hmm. Didn't feel anything about our normal sight, sound, touch. It was just, it was feeling the energy and the excitement from them. That was what, was so welcoming and how I feel so calm now knowing that whatever happens the people say what's the worst that could happen I could die but to to me now it's like well that's it's not bad there's no way I want to take my life because I'm here for a purpose as everyone is and it's something that we should all think about well what am I here for not to go early and to end it all to be there wherever there is but to learn what you can so you can teach and help others and people that are going through challenges and struggling if if we just if they outsource someone that can show them that okay there's a reason for it use what you have to help others then the transition i think would be a lot easier a lot happier and a lot healthier during your experience, did you ever recognize or realize that you may be dead? And were you still aware of your body or did you forget about Greg Keeley and this life? Yeah, so that's a good question. When I, um, but when, because I, I, I've read a lot of different other people, what they've gone through, but I, it went, it's as if the Greg never existed. And I went straight into that connection of a much bigger environment <clears throat> and um if i was to look back at my life back then which is i haven't achieved half as much as i have since then um it was a happiness of my existence here but it's as if it didn't this this mass just i i couldn't even remember it like i couldn't remember what I look like, I couldn't remember feeling as a human mass. I just felt that next energy level connected with everything else. So the body didn't exist, no. Has the memory of this experience faded over the years? It did until I started doing what I do now. And I feel now because we're existing on this planet in different stages of consciousness, I can connect to that consciousness now and relive it a lot easier and understand it where I did never, I never understood it before. Um, and it makes me just a lot happier now because I understand it. During your sessions, were you reliving these experiences or were you kind of being reprogrammed or can you recall what was going on? 
Yeah, exactly. And that's what I do with clients now. So what happened was I went back because when we go through an event, a traumatic event like an NDE, obviously we don't think we're going to get through this. This is it, right? And so that can create a lot of negative emotions. So panic, Mm -hmm. like myself, Um, if someone... I won't, I won't speculate, but for my, I can only talk for myself, is I went back, though, as I am now. So it's as if you pause your past back then and I go back as now and I am my own guardian angel because I've lived through that moment. And this is a thing that every client experiences as well, is that when you go back, you go back as, I went back as Greg, you know, but with all the so that was 12 years later and then I went through quite a lot of years of counseling and and psychology psychologist so 20 year old Greg went back to that moment and it was as if I was looking back down and I was just about to jump off and he pauses it and he said before we go any further you are the Greg that's come back from where you are and I say yeah yeah okay because this is my unconscious it's just an emotion and a memory yeah so you're reliving the memory but you're going back as you are and he he reinforces and says well you've lived through this there's no need to panic anymore there's no need to fear for your life because you're still here so why don't you go back and just go through the experience and absorb it as a massive experience. Wow, this all happened. But I got through it. And not only that, you had kids and you've done this. And now well, I wasn't helping people back then with this sort of stuff, but I'd done all these other, I'd achieved all these other things. So you can let him know before he's jumping. And it was almost as if I froze, like you paused the screen. You can let him know I'm looking down at myself and then I'm being myself. Let him know that. Whatever's happening here, let go of the emotion. Doesn't need it. It's not needed. The panic, the fight, the flight, all that sort of stuff. Let's just just absorb it all as an understanding and a and a uh, and an experience, and you get through it, and it's all good. And I go, yeah, okay. So I went, I relived the moment, but without the emotions attached, mm-hmm. and understood that it had to happen for a reason. And I didn't know I was going to do this now and help other people, but. It had to happen for a reason. So let's look at it as an experience, release all the negative emotions and just go, yeah, you got through that. It's like you get through falling over in the street and breaking your arm. You get through it all. So I let go of the emotions and that's where the fuel is. The fuel's the emotion. And the way we get triggered is like the spark. So there's always sparks around us, um, things that go, oh, that makes that, that that happened to me before and I don't like that. But then there's no more emotion to make you go panicking and stressing and it ruling your life. So to answer your question, yeah, I went back and I coached myself through it. And now I can easily talk. I mean, I, I was caught up because I was actually reliving that moment, but it doesn't, I don't get triggered anymore. I don't get, I don't feel all those emotions fueling back. 
um, like I used to. So could somebody do this on their own, just try to relive a traumatic experience, but try to take their emotion out of it? Or it's not possible without any guide or a helper? That's a great question. I've tried many different things with myself to do it. Um, no, it can't. It, 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 you need someone to allow you to understand how you're, you're, what you've accomplished now to go back and coach you through it. Um, I've tried it on myself for other things. And I do a lot of recordings for myself and try and do it. That might that sometimes seems to work because I know where I have to take myself. Um, but no, it's not something you can just walk off the street and just go, right, I'm going to do this. Um, it could be something that, and I know that uh, when people try to consciously release unconscious emotions, you can write things down um, and try and go back and take that with you and say, okay, so let's go back to that moment and uh, this is a massive self-discipline if I'm even talking about it self-discipline to allow myself to go back to the moment and coach myself through it without getting emotionally involved so I would have to say no you'd need someone to um, actually coach you through it and guide you through it it sounded like once you became a policeman you had this special ability to you know observe the scene do you still have that ability yeah, and it's not something that it was since then. I just became aware of it. So I've, I have actually outsourced a couple of different medians and, and people like that. So what I understand, and every client I work with just connects to this stuff straight away, we all have it because we exist in those different states of consciousness, self-conscious, unconscious, superconscious, where we all have this ability to connect with your heart, with your higher self and understand a bigger picture of everything. But we all get, we all get around focusing on what's in front of us using our five senses in this, on this, in this mass. And when I use Einstein all the time, E equals MC squared, where E is energy, M is mass. And then quantum physics as well, saying that you exist as a subatomic level, a spiritual level, a form of whatever you want to call yourself, higher self, spirit, soul, as well as a mass. So we all have this ability. Some people experience it. Some people don't. But those that don't or those that do, if they just do it a bit more, we can all start connecting because we're always connected. And we're not connecting. We can all start opening up to, to experiencing what we are bigger than what we look in the mirror. Does that make sense? It's like you have this ability too, Jeff, and as, I, as do I, but I never knew it until I'd experienced it. Yeah. Are there any other abilities that you recognize that you have since your NDE? I've become a lot more handsome. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Um, I think, I, I yeah, definitely. Like, so when I'm saying I'm, I connect out, unknowing to me, everything would slow down like as the policeman. Now that I know it and I'm studying and I'm actually open myself to it rather than saying I know everything and that's, if I open my mind and I open myself to learning, 
then yes, I am experiencing more. So I can walk through, walk amongst nature now and I can take a big breath in and I can just visualize, everything's visualization. So using three, three ingredients, thought, visualization, which creates emotion and action, thought, emotion and action. So I can walk through, I can sit here, there's trees out here now and I can just visualize opening myself up and I can feel them. I can feel nature and I surf every day or try to almost every day. And when I'm out there, because I, I offer people a lot of techniques on how to connect, I connect with the water and I feel flowing and I feel at that unconscious level. So it has definitely enabled me to connect on a much bigger scale rather than just living my life through, a, through blinkers and thinking what I see is all, is all that exists. So, yeah, it, it, it opened me up massively. And I think people that I speak to that have gone through significant traumas and have overcome them are the same. They, Because um, you, you, you connect at that super conscious level where we are all connected. And I take clients on astral travels and we connect to other galaxies, other planets. We feel the coolness of the moon and the heat of the sun. And you just become more aware, I should say. It's a pretty cool place to be. <laughs> yeah. What do you think inspires you about your NDE? Inspires me for myself or is it inspires me for my purpose and why I'm here? What do you mean? For yourself. Um, what inspires it is the fact that I can be by myself, but I'm never by myself. I can just feel connected with nature sky if i hear that if i close my eyes and go to the beach i hear the surf and i can feel the water i can feel the and it sounds really weird and you might think this is but um i feel as if i'm connected with every molecule of water because and, and i go the funny thing is i go surfing and in a big wave i get plummeted and it's not a happy place to be because i've drowned right and I'll be out there with other surfers and I'll go, whoa, the surf's big. And they go, it's only water, mate. And I say, no, it's not. It's not. It's, um, it's all these tiny molecules that mean nothing when they're separate. But together, they have the force to throw you around like a rag doll or take your life. You know, it's, 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 I just feel just so passionate about being able to understand that there's so much more outside of what I used to be. So ego goes, I used to be you know, the muscles and get the big muscles and people would look at me and go, gee, you look fantastic. And that mattered a lot to me, but it doesn't anymore. It's just me being, so it's totally shifted my whole perspective on, I, I wouldn't say what's important, but I would say acceptance, self-acceptance that I would much rather be happier sitting in the water, feeling nature because it doesn't judge you. It doesn't expect anything from you. It just exists. This is one thing I, I teach clients to do is just be you because so many of us live our life for other people, for parents, for siblings, for children, for whatever. But if we understand we're here for ourselves, this is what I learned from my experiences. I'm here for me. And if I can embrace and be the best me, then people will like me for me or they won't. And that's okay because everyone's on their own path. But the people in your life that love you will love you even more because you become a better version of yourself without ego 
or without judging others. And so, like we were talking earlier, and there was there was people are late for appointments or anything. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's just small stuff. Once you understand that bigger picture, so the experience has definitely assisted me to become so much more open to everything rather than what I, how I choose my life, you know, what's in front of me. Do you fear death at all? No, not at all. It's like um, I, I don't want to go there yet because I want to experience as much as I can here to learn. But when the time comes and it all happens, you know, if you want to call this the planet of death, everything dies here, but it experiences and it learns and there's a reason it wants to learn. So I feel embraced with the fact that whatever I'm here, whether it's I'm going through a, a, a real bad time or a real challenging time or a happy time, I'm more connected with it and I can look at negativity negative events, if I'm struggling financially or, or physically or, uh, uh, you know, a, a, like a I don't know, heart attack or, a, or whatever happens, a, a cancer or whatever I'm overcoming, I can look at it differently because I know I'm here to learn this and experience it. And if I'm going to overcome it and keep living, it's going to happen. And if it doesn't, then that's okay as well because my path is here, my journey is here. So to fear death, no, it's just, it's, 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 the, it's part of that quantum, part of our existence. I'll just be in a different form, you know, and I, and I have friends that, I've, that have passed, a lot of friends that have passed and committed suicide over the years. Um, and once I start understanding this, I can feel connected to them a lot better. But uh, they're just in a different form. And, and that's what we miss. Or that's what I miss. That's what friends of friends of family i say they're still here and i it's hard to explain but they all say yeah but it's not what we're used to it's we miss their physical presence and that's where that hole in your heart just the loss is is so intense um but for me since then no i, I it's actually had uh, totally opposite with Knowing that I'm, I'm still connected there, it's still part of me. But um, at the moment, I'm in this mass to learn, be challenged, to have happy times. And I, and and I ask, and I'll ask you, and I'll ask everyone that's watching, write down a list of what you truly love to do, and and make that list as long as you can. And then I want you to have a look at that list and say, well, how many of these things do I actually do regularly? And I'd say most of my clients only do 20 to 40%. Why? Because we get caught up in all this. I have to do this and I have to do that. We start living life a bit more about the things that we love around the things that we love. Then it's a happier life and we can take this experience to that next level. So I don't fear it at all. I embrace it. And it's just part of being. I know I'm saying I'm, I'm talking in strange sort of context, but that's just the, I'm trying to be honest with you. All right, Greg. After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions. Can they do that on a website or Facebook or an email or what? If you're up to it, everything. 
Yeah, of course. I'm, this is my purpose, right? So this is what I'm here for. And I'm constantly offering, I've got all these coaching recordings. I'm happy to send them. It's just free. You know, I just send this stuff out because I know this is what I'm here for. So um, my business is called How's Your Headspace? <laughs> hmm. So it's H-O-W apostrophe S, your Y-O-U-R, head, H-E-A-D, and then a separate word, space, S-P-A-C-E. Um, they can email me on support, S-U-P-P-O-R-T, at howsyourheadspace.com.au because I'm in Australia. Or they can contact me straight on Facebook. Friend me on Facebook, um, Greg Keeley. There's a picture of me in front of a microphone. Um, I'm happy to help everyone. And, and, and not everyone wants to go to this level or be connected with that or lose the emotions, and that's okay. Because uh, everyone's on their own journey. So um, I'm just happy to help anyone I can. Do you have anything else that you're working on that you want us to know about? Um, myself, yes. I'm trying to get together group sessions to make things extremely affordable so people can come in and share. They can change their – they don't have to have their video on. They can change their name or whatever. Talk about experiences. And then I will also always try and – do a trance session through these group sessions to release tension, negative energy, negative thoughts, things like that. So keep your eyes open. There is group sessions coming, which make it people just sit in their own lounge room, sit on their, lie on their bed and just watch it just like they are here. So um, yeah, I'm trying to make it more to, to be able to reach more people rather than just one-on-one sessions. The one-on-one sessions Things like what I what you asked me about, transitioning back and releasing emotions. But there's so many different parts of us that we need our emotions, negative negative emotions to be released. So yeah, I'm doing. I'm I'm, I'm about to start launching all these online group sessions as well. All right. Well, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? Yeah, positive message. Okay. Let go of the outcome. Everything's supposed to happen to you as it happens for a reason. If we look for the reason, the positive and the reason, why am I going through this? And if we don't even know the answer, just embrace it, learn from it, overcome it, like step over that hurdle. The big block comes in front of you. How can I get around it? Because that's what you're here for. There's so much more to you than what you see in the mirror. So just embrace you for you. Be you for you. And if people don't like you, they're never going to. Let them go. If people like you, they'll love you more if you just be yourself. And if you're not being yourself because of negative emotions, there is holistic measures for you to release them. You don't have to always take medication. So with all that, to sum it up, be you for you because that's what you're here for and that's what i love you for that's what everyone loves you for i hope that uh that inspires or helps some people that might be going through some challenges because they're going through challenges for a reason it's for them to overcome it and we're here for three reasons to love to learn and to teach and if we do those and learn from our mistakes or our challenges then we can teach and just love you for you. Jeff, this has been amazing. I've loved it. I've loved the experience. 
Well, Greg, thank you for that message and for being my guest. I really appreciate you, and I wish you a great rest of your evening over there. Fantastic. Thanks so much. And everyone's welcome to come to Australia and contact contact me uh, through yeah, Facebook or online or however you want to. That's fine. Well, when I make it over there, I'm going to have to go surfing with you. Oh, how good was that? I've got so many surfboards. I've got one specifically designed for you, Jeff. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Thanks again, Greg, and have a great rest of your day. You too, Jeff. Thank you.